Coming through, coming through. What's up, King? Yeah, what y'all on? What's up, Taji? What you on, man? Ready to go, man? Let's do this. Ain't nothing but a thing. You know what this is here, boy? This intentional. That means I'm aiming at your dome and I ain't missing, bro. We all up in your phone. You love our videos. And you ain't gotta ask. We make a shareable pause, cause. For the city, four brothers putting it down. We black media, speed it up if you want. We still going rounds. Take you on a space walk with Todd out of bounds. It's going down every time he can the sound. Get the pumping through the speakers. Now you turning up the vibe. We ain't playing y'all. My dogs go hard. Check the catalog. Yo ass ain't tuned in. Then that's your pride. We got the city locked. Running up in your spot. IDPGs and Chuck, uh, like it or not, we get it pop. Right here is Intentional Dangerfield Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. As always, your host, C3, alongside with Todd and Habilius, E. Cannon on Beats. This is Intentional Dangerfield. This is episode 66 with Herman Senor Jr. We had a great time talking to him. Very talented, bright young man. Very well-spoken. It's a great podcast. I know you guys are going to enjoy so here it is. So now, now, how far ahead do you project something? I like would that? say the next ten years. In the next ten. Yeah, I would say I don't. I can't say next three. Right. So when, it, when has there even been? There's probably has, has it been a high school type of like change in a while? Like oh no, uh, no. Yeah. I think the last one was Southeast. you wouldn't right. The last one was the exactly. Was it the last one? It went from fight and eight or something. Yep, it went from <laughs> it went from Feichens High to <laughs> to Southeast. It, it was it would have been okay. sixty something because my father graduated. My aunt was one of the last classes out of Feichens. Yeah, my aunt Tony. High school. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. mom and dad went to Feichens. Your so it would have been my grandparents. Yeah, yeah went there. I think it would have been like sixty five <laughs> or sixty six, something like that. Wow. Not 58. So we gonna, we're going to see one in our <laughs> lifetime. I think so, man. That'd Good. be nice. That's crazy. I haven't heard what you, you know, the what yeah. you had brought up, but I've definitely heard of a new school. Right. Springfield it, High getting moved west, yeah, more west, stuff right. like that. So Yeah. So I, I that's going to be interesting to see if the level of education is going to go up in the new yeah. southeast. Because well, you, the sports is gonna go up. Well, that's one of the. It's gonna be the powerhouse. Well, we got Health and Science Academy at Southeast, yeah, so we yeah. lo- we kind of do well with so, that so, placement. So speak on that. What what's over there? So so I didn't. I I wasn't in it because I kind of did the high track thing at Franklin. So I just felt like in high school I didn't really. I mean, I just could go through high school. I, I didn't feel like I needed it, but it basically focused on if you want to go into fields with health and science, you go to that. It's, Basically, so like anatomy and stuff like that, they really hit that hard. And I knew I wasn't trying to be like a nurse or go to be a doctor or anything like that. So I didn't want to do it. But that's that has that I know that's definitely helped a lot of people who want to go into that field. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like they they can take their core classes kind of as if it was in a college. It's like, yeah. you know, if you're in that, like, for example, Quincy has a school, but it has partners with a nursing program at the Blessing Hospital. And like they go to 
Quincy kind of, but they really mm-hmm. go to the blessing. Sure. So at Southeast, like you, it's like you go to Southeast, but you really do all your classes in the health and science mainly, except for like math and your other elective stuff like that. So you really are in class with your same people learning stuff geared towards health and science. And They're tied in through the clinic too, aren't they? Uh, I'm not That's sure. I believe they start. Um, sure they do sure. classes there also. Mm-hmm. Like um, as a freshman, my daughter Sydney went through it. So uh, I want to say it got started when Dr. during Dr. Milton's administration, mm-hmm. you know, where they would um, take classes out and get some college core um, things yep. taken care of as freshmen. So when they were graduated, they already had their um, their startup, what they needed yep. to go on. Say, and there's also like obviously just like at every other high school AP classes. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I took I was one of the ones I kind of actually took I took the AP classes and I didn't. I actually didn't take the test to get the AP credits. I just more took the classes because obviously, first off, it's weighted as a seven weight mm-hmm. class. It was like it's just that's better for the GPA if you even right. get a like. Say I got like a C in biology because I wasn't good at the AP biology. I wasn't at that level yet, but that's still an A as a regular class. So right. I was like, that yeah. looks great, yeah. <laughs> and I'm learning what I already learned in college <laughs> biology. I learned that in junior year, so I got to college and I was like. Is pretty much what I already learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, and see, like, I know the difference between some of the classes that they offer at Springfield. Like, because I, and I, I actually didn't know that Southeast had that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Health Science Academy? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that. But, like, the, the level of classes that they offer at Springfield compared to, like, Lanfear, it's unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. like, what? So, I... I wonder, you know, with that everybody yeah. coming together like that, you would think they would need to put a little bit more into that, mm-hmm. like just to. Yeah, make I, it I would imagine even, they would put you know? more into it. Sort of like how you know, if you're going to build a new school or compile a new school, you're going to have to go with a Lincoln magnet type setup. You're yeah, going to have to sure. go more state of the art. I mean, I haven't been to Glenwood, but you drive wow. past it. Have you yeah. seen it? I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It looks like what Lincoln Land would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it does. Yeah, so it has to have that type of thing in mind if we're going to upscale things. Right. And, you know, with the technology, <laughs> you can implement new um, teachings and, and things like that for the classroom. Right, right. So hopefully they that happened. You know, I, I, I would like to see that happen. Yeah. I always wanted yeah. to see it for the sports, honestly. Yeah. And, and that, the sports that's, is going to be unbelievable. For sure. Yeah. That's, the, that's always interesting. You always wanted to see what would happen if you were able to make a super city <laughs> a team. Super city team. <laughs> yeah, a super city real. team. We've be, always done it, that. City tournaments would be over with. Like, yeah, It would like, have to be like a conference like invite type thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Invitational. Yeah. Or yeah, kind of could bring some teams from out of town. Because like what? That. They're going to any team around here is yeah, going to get gonna be, worked. Yeah. They're, de- <laughs> they're definitely in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, they won't, They'll won't. have their hands full. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I think on the like on some real stuff, like they would have to put them up and we would compete with Chicago. Yeah, like, yeah. for sure. And that's something that even though we make it to state, we don't really compete hard with Chicago. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, Consistently. We'll, we'll have, yeah, we'll have some games against them, but most it's an uphill battle. 
Mm-hmm. For, for the most part. Now, yeah. you know, are we, talk, we talking <laughs> hoop? Because I'm talking hoop only. Yeah. I'm only talking hoop. Now, because uh, I know Griffin gets it in. Well, I mean, Rochester yeah. just went right, right, yeah. right in Williamsville. State, yeah. yeah. Yes. It was it was a it was a collective of downstate, mid to downstate. Yeah. That's true. I'll say, but I mean, I was talking the other day and just like actually I was talking to some guys today and uh just Central State eight and obviously some area some area athletics in general is just they're really good. Like we send people to the majors and we don't even think yeah. about it. Straight yeah. Like yeah. we don't talk about it really at all. Yeah. And these are people I played in high school with and you just kinda see them go to college. And then they just get into the majors. It's like that's not, that's not easy. Like it's yeah. not easy. You so, should know. Exactly. You, you should, should know. know. And how does it feel like being a former Central State Eight Player of the Year to come out of you know the program and continue on playing? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to me myself, it was just like uh, I kind of just wanted to keep playing sports until it was done, type of thing. So it was always something I kind of reached for maybe didn't talk about as much but definitely like reached for it so you know um just kind of not really talking about it but feeding off the competition that I was around and that's why I say that's why I can talk so confidently about different sports is because like just here right here in Springfield is just the comp we don't have too much to do at at all as kids period in Springfield so Mm -hmm. playing sports is like the one thing that anybody on the you know I mean like any random person like I'm trying to I try to explain to people like no random person in any other city, country, don't matter. Like they're not just going to be able to pick up a basketball and just shoot and just make five out of ten, period. And it's like people in Springfield can do that. That don't even hoop regularly. Like the random <laughs> yeah, person yeah. that's just hooping at lunchtime right. can do that. So it's like. That's real. That's, yeah, they, that, that is a truth. That's real. Yeah. That's when you see that potential and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, but here. I know you went to Franklin. I coached at Grant. Um, middle school sports, you don't always have the time or patience to deal with the kid who mm-hmm. might be able to use a sport to be successful. And I know that it takes time and effort, and a lot of mm-hmm. people don't do it. But when I was talking to you earlier about you seeing the potential in kids and whatnot, um, where am I trying to go with this? But, uh, you know, you want to – Gear guide them, and that's yep. what you do. Yep, you know, you, you train, you look at you when little cuz was down here, yeah, you're telling him what to do as far as you know, get up there. Mm-hmm. So, what is that? How is that for you? I mean, after kind of talking to a few people and what, what it kind of really is, and you know, just being kind of the point guard role, the the shortstop role, pitching role, like quarterback role, my whole thing as an athlete always was like, I kind of saw the bigger picture that the coaches want from you, so like, I could do my thing, but then also try to get people to do their thing also mm. within the, the bigger picture, bigger plan. And like you're saying, sometimes kids can't see that for themselves, but then also parents are too busy to to see that for them and give them a holistic plan. Like I was just blessed enough to have like two older sisters who've been through the process, a dad who played college basketball and, you know, like a mom who's just very smart. So, and very business savvy. So like they, all of that combined, like I, I kind of was aware like how to approach a lot of different things, and that's some. The kids don't really. Not every kid is gonna be blessed enough to have that, and a family who also does it. So we're talking like a lot of my family just they just do sports. So I, I can kind of come in and step in and 
give a holistic plan for that now yeah. with with like make it work global and then and then I can you know come in and train them privately or do the clinics or just whatever so whatever time I can give to them I can kind of shape that time with them for a second and give them not my knowledge on how to help them where they're specifically at so how did make the make it work global come to be so it's it's a very interesting story so my first year overseas I just went to school and um, I was studying for my master's for business administration. I did. I got partial credit, and I can go back to any um, school in England, basically, and finish up. And I, that, that may or may not happen. I'm, or I might finish my master's here in America. I don't really mind. I've done. It's, it's, it's a doable thing. It's not something I feel like it will stress me or anything like that. I just kind of wanted to play basketball in the second year. But uh, the fast forward. I was playing my second year, and this guy, um, we were playing against our rivals called Worthing, and um, this guy was going off, hit like seven threes or something like that. I'm like, kind of nice, whatever. After the game, he shook up with me and was just like, um, you know, we got to get in the gym sometime. And like, as a basketball player, not too many people do that. Not too many people will even show you energy at all. Yeah. Like, they'll just be like, whatever, good game. Never talk to him. A few weeks later, he hit me up on Instagram. And it was just like, hey, bro, do you like Solent or whatever? Like, how, how do you like it over at Solent? I'm like, yeah, I enjoy it. It's good. No coach good. Pay is good. Play is good. You know what I'm saying? It's, everything's gravy. And he was just like, yeah, I, I I might come over there. And then the coaches were telling me that he, this dude, Nick uh, Lewis, quit um, Worthing because some stuff was going on. So he ended up coming to uh, Solent, to our team. Um, and he we were sitting talking. He's actually stayed in the apartment next to us. Something happened. My uh, one of my teammates got hurt, moved out. He moved in. <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? I had a a guy. We had a guy in from um, from uh, Australia for a little bit, and then he ended up going back to Australia. So we had some open spots in the house. He came in, stayed, and we just talking, talking, talking. He's just like, you know, I got this uh, brand called Make It Work Global. Um, it's basically like a sports platform for the youth, and you know, and a merchandise company as well, and. You know, uh, one of the things I want to do is do, like, basketball training. And he's like, that's not one of the things I excel at. I'm more he's, – he's more, like, production, editing, right. that kind of, you know what I'm saying? He likes behind-the-scenes type yeah. stuff. And especially with the training, he was like, you know, this is something I feel like you could you could take hold of. And I, I so he talked to me about that. I was like, yeah, for sure. We started doing some stuff in Southampton, um, got things going, uh, make it work Southampton, got the kids involved. Like, he was supposed to be on the jerseys and – that's kind of one of the things I won't really speak too much on it because we had some discussions with the with uh, my old team and they were he was supposed to be on their jerseys like a sponsor and he never actually got that and they they were supposed to help us with like a gym and stuff like that so it was actually a very big thing when we were when we were over there training these kids like it was a very big like like they they just like I I, I tried to go to the girls meeting and one of the girls practice and talk to him about training with us because. I guess they kind of saw it as a conflict because they think it's like, oh, um, this isn't with the club. Like, it's not sanctioned by the club, not sanctioned by Basketball England. But we're trying to show them it's it's the extra work. It's the guidance. It's the, oh, if you do want to go to America and play, this is how you have to train. And then the same thing that we're trying to implement over here. Is if you do want to go to college and train, yeah. you, this is how you do it. Or if you do want to go to college, this is how you train to do it. So that's kind of how, like, I got started. It was just really a lot of random stuff. And, and honestly – if I can, like, it's so random because I've always wanted to be a part of, like, a, a merchandise company that's just, like, like, if you ask anybody in college, I always would, um, 
do a project on like Nike or something, or if it was that'd just be the simple go to. So mm-hmm. so to have like um to have a a sports brand like kind of approach me and then be like also do you want to help? Yeah, that was be like a part that was great, it, yeah. especially with my teammates too. And we um so since we were roommates, we just got to wake up and and just talk every day and just plan and and execute on a lot of things right now that we talked about almost a year ago basically so um and 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 to talk about him being from Toronto and just just how we similarly grew up and Toronto faces certain situations that Springfield faces and just a lot there's so many similarities and and um and now we're able to connect our youth in Springfield to the youth in in Toronto and then Southampton and oh, and then cool. Brooklyn and then so on and so forth and it's just going to keep just on building. going yeah. yeah, make it work global. Yep, <laughs> exactly. That's not really, yeah, it's simple. It's simple. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's real. It is. <laughs> wow, you were talking about sports, and um, I want to throw something back at you. Mm-hmm. We grew up together. Like I watched you grow up. We're family. Um, for listeners who don't know, there's times when it would be a Sunday morning, and you would have to go in front of the congregation and say what you're thankful for Mm -hmm. and you were in high school and i don't know how many points you might have had the saturday before but you were always so humble and so thankful for everything Mm -hmm. and i know that has to do with your upbringing but it doesn't mean you have to um take that on right so i just want to give you your kudos and props right here man you know appreciate it watching you do your thing and you still being fierce and competitive and still being humble at the same time and and leaving it on the court and it not taking on another personality, mm-hmm. big props. I appreciate it. Also, yeah. I don't know if you knew, I quarterbacked the Southeast. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a connection, another connection we have. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's hard to quarterback at Southeast. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were you were getting yours on. It was harder to quarterback so on, in the mid state nine. Hold on. Now. <laughs> so I'm a land for your line. So what does it mean to quarterback at Southeast? I mean, like, to me, honestly, it's just like, like right now, um, it's more about the mentality and as a whole. So, with basketball, it's Friday nights coming. It's like, oh yeah, it's lit. It's it's good energy in the schools. Like everybody's going to the game. Everybody talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Friday night coming to a football game. Yeah, the band's playing. We lit that the band's playing in school, but we're not. After the band stops playing, everybody's like, oh. Start people start talking stuff. They start talking down. It's like, oh, y'all about to lose tonight. Blah blah. blah. It's a whole different energy. So it's right. just like to take that on as a whole team. That's actually you know with with teenagers with t- testosterone oh, yeah. and all yeah. kind of other stuff. Like that's that's a whole challenge within the, within itself. And then we got to go play opponents who actually you know right. they win every week. Like right. so like it was just a tough thing to get over mentally. But th- now I feel like we've gotten to a point where like. And it's uh, my bad. What I was really gonna originally was gonna say is it's hard walking through Southeast seeing all the talent that is there that don't play, and it's just like, bro, just come out, just come. I you know need a receiver. You can jump, catch, go hit somebody. Like you angry all the time, come tackle, <laughs> yeah, go do something. Like yeah. come block for me, right? right. <laughs> and you're the leader of all that. That's why it's hard because you're the quarterback mm-hmm. and you got the team. You got to stick up for the team, speak for the team. Yep. You're the face. You're calling the plays. You know, the coach takes it all, but he don't get sacked. Nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. He don't That's get sacked. I was trying to run. I mean, I, I, played, <laughs> I played quarterback, and then I ended up playing uh, receiver my senior year. Mm-hmm. Because of the junior, we let him quarterback. We needed, like you said, we needed players, man. But uh, it's it's tough. 
Also, because it isn't a um a pass, it wasn't a passing culture. No, not at all. So when you run, 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 and they key on it, you're not running. Yep. You know, right, yeah. makes it hard to pass. It's a little easier to stop the run when you and expect you, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we ran. <laughs> like, shout out to Coach Kern. He's at uh, Missouri Baptist right now, and he he taught me very like la- uh, valuable lessons. But he came in with the triple option and just doing the triple option with <laughs> doing the triple option with kids who don't like who never really grew up studying football. That's just all right. You got to read this gap, read that gap, make a hole here. Don't block this guy intentionally so we can read him. Like if you block him, you're messing up my read type stuff. Like that's that's a lot of hours and stuff in the summer. Yeah. That SHG, Chatham, Rochester, they they get their kids to those. Like we weren't we don't get our kids to the summer stuff. And that's mm-hmm. that's where we lack at football. But I think Coach Lobber is, you know what I'm saying, he's doing a way better job at just like just keeping it holistic, you know what I'm saying? Getting his vision across, and then the kids buying in, and then that's that's really what it is, right? That's key. It's just yeah. both everybody meeting each other in the middle and expanding their comfort zones together. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, it's, it is important to get those kids out there. No, I no, go ahead, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, because I I'm sure that the, it's that was the, exactly the culture of football at Lanfear because we were worse, <laughs> we were worse than. <laughs> We was the worst in the city. You have to we're, hold on. You have to speak for your time. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. At my you, you time, do. we do. Yeah, it, it moves. Time, it rotates. Wasn't. My, yeah, it does. my it rotates. experience was different. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. So yeah, we were the worst. I graduated in '03, mm-hmm. so my class in football was not good at all. But I, there was a year, I think '02, where we was decent, and Nikos had like. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh him. my gosh, he, he was running wild. Oh, he yeah. there was one game he had like four hundred yards, and <laughs> I, it was just it like, like chick, bro. Yeah, chick did chick, that to Tanneville. What's, like, what's Chick's record? Because don't he hold a record, like a rushing record or I think it was a touchdown at, record? I think it was at Taylorville. It was like high three hundred something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, I don't know exactly the yardage, but it was over two hundred. He was dancing on that. him. Yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous. But my class, what we were, I think Jimmy Crawford hit us for five TDs one day, and I think he bragged about it on the bus before the game. <laughs> I ain't lying. I think I heard that man. Somebody want to fact check that? <laughs> so, so being a three sport athlete, how does that play into taking that athletic proudness to overseas playing basketball? Um, I mean, I uh. I kind of got to, I kind of you know got to talk about that with my friend the other day. He just, he just you know kind of opened my eyes to the fact that you know some of the stuff, some of the ways that I would be able to translate my movement, would just allow me to you know be comfortable and be confident with it because I I can move you know say in baseball you do certain throws and certain movements and in basketball you do certain movements and football you do different ones. It's like if you can if you're able to train your body and your mind to be able to do all of those. It's just like you're kind of mentally ready to do whatever, and I think that's kind of the edge that I had. And um, when you were just talking earlier, it's just like you talking about like Nico Scott and stuff like that. It's like mm-hmm. I didn't, I never grew up liking Lanfear at all, just because off of all my family with the southeast. I lived on the east side, and you know, just born into the east side. And I never, I never hated on anyone or hated anybody that went there. I've always like take, I always was the one to just take in and observe things. So it's like as a kid. I'm going to all these games because my sister's a cheerleader. 
or mm-hmm. my other sister is playing and stuff or whatever. Our friends and families in the game. So I'm watching all these people play and grow up and, and stuff like that. And like I'm going to games with my friends and stuff. And I'm just observing growing up. So just being able to be an observer of sports and then being able to also be ready to to move in any type of way, I feel like that gave me another advantage. And then just the, you know, kind of just always just had like a, you know what I'm saying, just I was open to the fact that I feel like I could be able to do something like this just off of I feel like, you know, God does, you know, work in mysterious ways and work things out. And, and my grandma always told me to play for the glory to God, no matter, because I never know who's watching. And I got signed off of, somebody else's highlight tape like my all-american center who i'm throwing the ball to all season and i'm like yeah for sure he's going overseas i i don't know but it's then it's like oh i got him overseas now i'm going overseas because i got him overseas you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like that's how the world works to me and i've always seen that's how it works so that's kind of always been my role in sports too it's point guard get people right spots you know facilitate um pitcher I didn't really, I didn't really throw the hardest or do whatever, but I could like manage the game from for sure. that position. And you shortstop, you know I mean? you doing that. Hey, I love shortstop though. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that's with Derek Jeter. I was like, yeah, that's the only yeah. sport, that's the only yeah. position I could play if I'm gonna play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> or like center, but then, but then we would never just have a like. There's only so many people that could play infield, so it was right. like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they put you in center to the shortstop of outfield. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I looked at it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I wish I could have did that. Like, if I would have played college, I'd be like, hey, put me in center. Let me just run after balls and hit when it's my turn. That's about it. <laughs> did, you have a, did you have a favorite out of the three? You know, when, like, people ask me. So, um, I actually played a lot of my ties with a lot of people. Or is when I played soccer when I was, like, three years old with, like, Dwight Bolden, Mike Ringer. Uh, actually, Jim Langfielder was our coach. So, <laughs> yep. he was our coach from, like, age three to eight. And, like, his son was on the team and stuff. So, like, actually, I grew up playing soccer, and then I was like, I don't like this. That's how I really kind of decided is, like, I don't like it. So I was like, I don't want to run. I'm like, I was already playing baseball, basketball. I actually was like, um, let me try football. Um, And I was going to be on Malik Turner's team. Um, It was going to be a third or fourth grade split team. I went out one practice, and I was like, you know, I'm just not – I just don't want to play tackle yet. Did mm-hmm. two hand touch was like killing and two hand touch and then didn't play again until seventh grade year and it was like I always loved football the most but the whole I always just saw like the whole vibe of basketball is just where it's at you know what I'm saying especially yeah. in Springfield Illinois like yeah. basketball city tournament that's it's that's big. what you yeah that's what that's what I'm saying so like that's what I grew up dreaming about is playing city tournament those lights like just the light and just show. performing so yeah it, it was definitely basketball and then. Once the offers started coming in, that just solidified it even more that it was like I wasn't getting a lot of – I was getting a lot of football love, honestly. And um, that's how I originally went to Quincy and all the football players that were there, from some from Springfield area, they were just like, nah, play basketball. It's like, oh. come, here, but come here, but play basketball because our coach is the – the basketball coach is the AD too. So it's like yeah. – it's just he knows how to manage and he knows how to coach and it's like – Basketball team gets stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you want to go to the place where you get the gear and the yeah. stuff like that. That's why I wanted to work for Make It Work because, like, you get Dang. the gear and all kind of stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to adapt over uh, overseas? Um, I would say 
that uh, I had my coach is a young guy and he actually his mom passed away and then like gave him like the club kind of and he was coaching that and like there was another guy manager who brought a club together so they came together and he actually played in America uh, and he was like six four point guard whatever but he was like a big thing in England when he was coming up so now he's over there coaching and he was pretty good as a point guard so he actually had uh he they're very strategic basically because they see basketball and they know they can't go up there and do a lot of the things that we do. So they're like, all right, how how do we win? We win by, you know, getting the ball close to the basket, wide open. So a lot of their a lot of his stuff is like find the advantage. So that's what I got really good at. Definitely um, when I was over there was just like, I've always been like a pass first player, no matter if it was point guard, shooting guard. So once I got to overseas, he he kind of helped me be more of a like. He helped me kind of more be like, let me let myself shoot the shots that I want to take. Right. But also be more strategic and be like, all right, I know I can go off the dribble in this play at this time. And also I need to go get the ball with this much time left on the clock. Like, hmm. like for example, last night I actually got to go watch one of my friends play and he wants to go overseas. So like now it's like since I'm home and I can do things like that, I can talk to him and help him out and be like he goes to Millican actually and I was just like you know one of the things that can help is like first off go over there see what the coach likes you know what I'm saying see what the coach is seeing mm-hmm. but also run the you got to run the team like you're being a point guard but you ain't even got the ball most of the time and it's like yeah you don't have to be selfish and make any bad plays but at the end of the day it's stuff if you're getting the ball every ball every time down the court and nothing's flowing this be it's got to be because of you not yeah. giving the energy the point. that you want to do. Yeah, it's literally should start with you. So now I'm like I got to go and have that. It was basically like I got to be like the coach on the court and also use my skills and then see where my skills could fit in real time. Like mm-hmm. the coach over there, he was more just like because they can't call timeout if it's not a dead ball. Oh, so really? yeah, so they can't. I can't just be dribbling, and they can't be wow. like timeout. Oh wow! Or I, I can't call timeout either. It's just like hey, you just oh, hooping. That's like no, we just going into. Wow. That's 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 it's, different. It's a real it's real entertainment over there for <laughs> real, and and like even the fans, they just like sitting there, and then when you score, then they clap, and then like they don't, <laughs> and then you know like they'll do the horns and stuff like that, but they won't yeah. really. They don't. It's different a lot of culture. them don't know the game like that. A lot of them come right. up to me and they're like, "This is my first game." That I've ever been to, or like, oh, I brought my daughter here this, for the first time, and you're like, oh, this, you're wow. like, they're her favorite player because you're this is like the it's first the time first she's one seen she's it, ever you, met, and yeah. that's the one who caught the eye. Like, and it, it's just crazy to have that that energy translate to people in a whole new country, and then for right. it to be England because it's like you just kind of feel like England's is very similar, home, right? second, very similar to yeah. America. So it's just like, how is it that different in the basketball aspects? So. Right, right, right. right. So what's the big sport over there? Soccer. Soccer. And football. Yeah. And, and I lived in Southampton, and there's a team called the Southampton Saints, and they're in the uh, they're in the Premier League. And okay. I saw them actually beat Arsenal, which oh yeah, that was the they were number one there. And me and Nick, the guy with Make Work Global, we got we did like a little shoot off in practice, and we won the two tickets from the team, and we went there, and that was I got some videos on that, and it was, it was cool. Just, nice, you know, just being the one thing about there if you don't if Basically, you can't – they stop selling alcohol at halftime, and you can't take it in. They don't sell it while the game's going, so you can't take it in. 
So it's either before the game, you have to drink. First half, nobody's in the stands can drink. Second half, at, at halftime, that's when you go get your drink. So really, and then at, like we literally had a free drink ticket with our with our, our thing. <laughs> Went up there, and like as soon as it started, they're like, "Uh, close it." And our our hand was already on the thing with the <laughs> ticket. <laughs> they're like, "Nah," <laughs> like it started. <laughs> Those games get wild. Yeah, they do get wild. Those rivalries, man, oh, and that's cool. why they had to take away yeah. the alcohol because they was. You know, in like other countries, they was breaking the stands. And they, they make the malice in the palace look like yeah. they care. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I done heard a lot of stories about dudes over there. They're, and they were just seeing them face to face, you know, like you go outside, they look a little, they look a little extra. You know? yeah. They look yeah. a little different. Yeah. <laughs> so being in England, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a food guy. Mm-hmm. What is there to eat there? Fish and chips, of course. Like every corner is fish and chips. But I will say that I I ran into a lot of like, you know what I'm saying, like lovely families. Like, and they do roast dinners on Sunday. So that's a roast dinner is basically like our Thanksgiving dinner. But every Sunday, if you're in the family, you know. Big Mama's house. Yeah. But that's, but these is like, this is like white people that's roasting Mm -hmm. all the time. I was like, dang, that's weird. But, uh, (laughs) so, but then I also met like, they got a lot of Caribbean uh, roots, and I actually linked up the guy with from Toronto. He's uh, Caribbean, and then the guy from uh, Brooklyn, he was too. Like they would always link up and talk about how they were raised, because like their moms and their their styles of raising were very similar. Yeah. And uh, so we, we there's this place called Fresh Health uh, Health Kitchen. And we go there and get some jerk chicken and stuff like that. Some uh, <laughs> that's what's up. Uh, what else will we eat? They do a lot of. They got a lot of the same stuff that we have, like McDonald's, KFC, Taco Bell. Taco Bell was trash. I tried it one time. I was like, not <laughs> ever again. <laughs> uh, the McDonald's is actually low-key better. Like, it just tastes a little bit healthier. Just like Whoa. it's a little bit cleaner. They, they, they use le- real meat over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, like you said, a little cleaner, a little less preserved. Just a them. little less, like, yeah. this might have They use yeah. actual meat, mate. <laughs> he, he, he didn't say that. He, didn't, he did right. not say I that. I don't it's know for sure, but, <laughs> but it was decent. That's but no, funny. there's actually one of the, there's a place called Nando's, and it's like, uh, it's like Portuguese type place, but it's chicken served in a lot of different ways. And um, it's actually in Chicago. And California, I'm pretty sure, and one other place, but it's, it's that's that's one of the main places they go, and yeah, they they like their sweet stop, sweet shops and, okay. and stuff like that, but mainly fish and chips, for real. Oh, like chips. it is that cliche. It is what they you do. hear. Yeah, it, it is that Be- cliche. What about some beans? <laughs> yeah, and they eat. You know what? They eat ketchup beans for breakfast. What? Wait a minute. What is that? Tomato beans for breakfast. Oh, no. I was like, nah. Ketchup beans? <laughs> like navy beans with ketchup in it. <laughs> Cornbread. Ketchup sauce. Like White beans? Tomato beans? I was like, I'm not eating. I do the baked beans. <laughs> it's like, is it like baked beans but with ketchup? Yeah. It's, like baked, beans? it's baked beans with tomatoes. Oh, well, that might not be too crazy. It's not. It's not, but not nah. right yeah. just don't nah. think that for breakfast i'm not feeling not for that breakfast. i'm just not feeling that in general yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's true that true that. Yeah, Be- beans in your mar- marinara no right yeah, it that's doesn't a, go that's going wrong you know, yeah. wrong answer <laughs> wrong answer man what fam say yeah but wrong. they also say and also their uh their bacon looks like ham 
What? So, like ham like, like, like Canadian bacon style or different? It just I don't not explain. It just looked like ham. Like <laughs> <laughs> you have to go get the right bacon. What would I get? Like back bacon. I, I don't. I forgot what, what what the bacon I was called that I got. But it, it was like it was like thin cut slice, different thin slice different something. Cut. Like if I didn't get the right cut, it looked like ham. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be sitting there cooking it forever. Like this ain't never gonna get crispy. <laughs> right. I need that American stuff. Yeah. Wow. Pork belly. It was still good though. Mm. That's so good. That's good. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It's just amazing to see the differences between the mm-hmm. countries. Because p- people probably think some of the stuff that you do is like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. I seen. Uh, yeah, like they got mad at me because I put um, I put syrup on my breakfast. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> they oh, like, why are you putting anything. syrup on it? <laughs> All of that them hash browns, fries. I mean, hash brown, uh. Bacon sausage. Oh, you just drizzled it all on there. Yeah. Well, it depends on the sandwich uh-huh. or if it's together. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It just goes good. It's what you like. Yeah, because yeah. I definitely will put jelly on a croissant, which. Yeah. Like, for sure. No doubt about it. Like, I'm toast? mad if I don't. Some jelly on toast? I'll do that too. Yeah. All day. Yeah. So. That's no supposed doubt to about go. That. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. But I, I actually seen. Uh, uh, it was like a so uh, something on the social media where a, a American guy was in England or so, uh, yeah England and he was talking about like how much it costs. He was telling ask asking them like how much do you think it'd cost for pregnancy or you know to have a baby or to deliver a baby in America and they were saying stuff like two hundred bucks. Nah, and he would tell them the answer. And he and they're like. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I, I seen that one Did too. Did you see that? He had asked them about the price of insulin. Yes. And they were saying, you know, they were guessing 50, 100 in the EpiPens. Yes, EpiPens. In, yeah. Insulin and EpiPens. Yeah. And the prices were outrageous. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I for was, the, I was for the like, small. I, I was looking at their prices like, <laughs> Man, maybe I need to go over that's there. Your, that's hey, your health care. <laughs> I'll say it for real. You get free health care over there. And and a lot of the setups is if you have a, like, if you have a kid, you get, like, government help if you're a woman. For, I'm pretty sure. It, at a certain age, you have a kid. You at least, I know some people, they're telling me stories like got car and at least gets, like, a, our equivalent to, like, Section 8 type housing. But Straight. it's like, yeah. but you get Something like that's just from having a kid. That's correct. <laughs> but like to me, hey man, like exporting about- out of Springfield <laughs> as we speak. They think different, but they're it rain every day though. So we'll roll. We be in there roasting. <laughs> some of those countries, and I'm not saying England, but like some of them countries, though they believe that they are elite, or not not they are elite, but like they believe in trying to make their people the best yeah. people as possible and to me that translates with what you're talking about hey let's make sure this place is strong community strong mm-hmm. foundation you know what I'm saying where it ain't gonna just break down and like that's not the that's not what we think about over here yeah. like that's we like it, go get it on your own yeah type it, over here like, it's a, it. it's the wild west over yeah. here like you got some money 
<laughs> if you ain't got no money, you. Yeah, what can you do but, for me? But I will say it was weird over there seeing like it's a lot of a lot of affluent neighborhoods would be right <laughs> here and then like not so you know what I'm saying right here. But then they'd just be kids walking around mixing in between doing whatever. And I, I will say like a lot of people in the age to get in the club is only 18. So over there people mature a lot faster. Like yes. I went to Carnival. And I'm seeing um, over there in London, and I'm seeing like people on the tr- kids on the train, like groups, young, like 13, 14, 15 in downtown London, like just kicking it, <laughs> kicking it. Like, <laughs> and they, I'm here, I'm here, uh, what, I was 23 at the time with my teammates, old, and just like having a good time, but like they young, having a good time. I'm like, man, this is this crazy. It's, it's crazy just because like I'm just now doing that kind of stuff because I'm from Springfield and I didn't really, you know, we don't grow up with that city. Right. Like I didn't grow up with that city city feel. So like this year, especially last year, it was my first year. It was more in like a uh, my old like a old style time. But like last year, that full year, I was in a place where I could really get up. And there was a store right here, a convenience store right here. But then I could go down the street, and there's like a place called Tesco would kind of be like our Walmart. Okay, down the street with a gas station. So it was like I had. You know I got to just wake up and walk places and right. stuff that I I never really did. Got over that in movement in the yeah. city. Yeah. yeah. If you think about it, kids here get the biggest crowd when they're at city tournament mm-hmm. and the state fair. That's the biggest feel of being around that mm-hmm. many. You can't get it downtown midday in Springfield. Oh, no. Not you know? Guys. So, you know, and what do they do at those two situations? They fight. Yeah, you know, because they're not the used because they're not used to being in those huge <laughs> gatherings together with their own kind, doing their own thing without those conflicts. Yep, you know, and yeah, that's what um, that's why I was saying it was nice being in Carnival in London because, like you said, it's like a Caribbean. You know, saying these are you know a lot of you like, vibing. That's what I'm saying. It was just a vibe Cultural in general. Vibe. You know, everybody and I, I never really got to experience something like that, so that was great to just be around, especially with my teammates. Yeah, to travel abroad is is awesome. And then to be able to to, to play and work. How was that for you when you said um, they take care of your health care? Um, and I know they took care. How do they take care of you as a professional player? Um, well, most of the time, and this is kind of like in a lot of leagues, it's either going to be affiliated with a another sports team, a bigger sports team, bigger than you. So you'll tap into their resources or you'll, you'll tap into the university's resources. So... Um, we were going over to the college getting um, massages by the physios over there. And the, the school that I was with actually had a bunch of people who competed for Great Britain's na- like national team. Okay. So, like, I'll pro- like the, if the, when the Olympics come up, I was just – I'll probably be training with a few people that are on, like, the gymnastics team that are long-distance runners, some that are, like, wheelchair Olympic athletes. World-class athletes. All, yeah, and yeah. it's, like, just this right here – in a place where like me coming for spring, I was like, I just hoop. Like <laughs> it don't, just pick it don't up the ball and like, make five you know shots. I mean? <laughs> and I'm in London now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it random. So it's like, no, nah, y'all really compete for their national team. Like, yeah. but once I realized it, it's like England is like the size of Illinois, but it has 10 major cities. Oh, like 10 cities with a million, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a mm-hmm. bunch of people wow. in there and like, Picture Illinois with that many cities yeah. with a bunch of bunch of Chicago, yeah, a bunch of Chicago's. That's crazy. And yeah. it's like they all work the same way, same type of advertising in the same place. So like 
I just was, you know what I'm saying? I'm an observer, so I'm just sitting over there like, man, this is this is wild. Like, it's just the same city repopulated over in different places with different climates. and That's also the difference between, between <laughs> government and royalty. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, those are, in England, they're subjects, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And they were, like, where I lived at, it was actually by the New Forest, and that's the Queen's protected land, and that's where the horses roam free. Mm-hmm. And if they come across the road, you can't touch, you can't hit them at all. Like, you got to stop. And make sure, like, you know, saying the horses get by and make yeah. sure you can feed the horses and stuff like that. But you can't, like, actually, I don't even know if you're supposed to. You're not really supposed to feed Probably them. Probably shouldn't actually. feed them. But, yeah. but yeah. people, my they got teammate, royal oats. My teammate kind of did. He did whatever. But <laughs> he going to get deported. <laughs> for real. Queen's looking old. for him. Hey, and they would look. And when I would go to the clubs and stuff like that. Because, you know, I'm in a new country. I'm about to enjoy it. Because yeah. everybody that I was hanging to, out man. with was, like, around college age anyway. So, um, and like I said, we were affiliated with the college. So I got the the college team there. I got to play with first off my first year and, and a little bit for my second year. But just we were hanging out and like <laughs> all the security guards, no matter where you at, no matter who it is, if you say something and they're like, oh, you're from America. And you're just like, yeah. And they're just like Trump. And that's it. Like, <laughs> they just say something about Trump. And then it's a whole conversation from there. Just just off of their vibe. It's like, why well, it's. It's a wild point of like contact for a lot of people. Right? They watching us too. Yep. So they're speaking English too, but we definitely sound different. Oh right? yeah. yeah, they love they love the accent for real though. <laughs> but really? I, I mean, I like their accent too. Though. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had a guest on the show the other day talking about Germany. Mm. Are they feeling the brothers in in the UK like they feeling the brothers in Germany? So like I said, it's a. <laughs> It's a, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of um first off it's a lot of caribbean people there so i will say it's not like i stick out mm-hmm. but and they'll be like oh he's american you know what i mean but they're because like i'm basically saying they're used to black people right. they're used to people all kind of colors who come because mm-hmm. you know they've colonized everybody so true, everybody right. comes back true that but at the same time i look act a little different than a lot of them, you know, what I'm American so, swag, and they do like it. They do like it. It's just, it's just it just is what it is. If somebody mm-hmm. else came from over here and they oh, yeah. we see them, we'd be like, hold on, so yeah, something Man. different going on. All you gotta hear is that country accent. Yeah, yeah. and they do say we count. We, they say we sound country. I bet because yeah. they're speaking the proper English. English. Proper, English. not all of them. Some of them is like. They get to talk to oh, you. seen Top Boy? Uh, yeah. Parts of it, yes. So, like, that's like that's like black people. But yeah. the white people are really, if they're in the, like, where I was at, it's kind of like a village. So, it, that's 100, 200 some people they call it a village. 200 some thousand people they call it a village. But they kind of talk like a little, they kind of run their words together and stuff like that. You can't really understand what they're telling, like a little mush mouth type accent. Mm. And, but then, right. To the west of it or something, there'll be the posh accents and you know the real proper like sounds like the queen type stuff. And is the difference how, in education? I'm sorry. How is their architecture being such a old, old yeah country? I'll say so. Um, my my manager's house actually, he first sent me it first sent me the address and I looked it up right away when like before I signed my my first year and I was like I looked it up. And it actually came up with a church across from it. And the church looked like it was like from like Call of Duty type, you know what I'm saying? One of those old churches and and like looked like really it was in the war and something like that. So when I actually went there and saw it and got the story, basically 
that house that he lived in was over 500 years old. So, you know, just just kind of stuff like that, how it's, it's old. It's not old to us. It's like, oh, 50 years, right. whatever, 75 years. No, old to them is a couple hundred years. And mm-hmm. so they had a lot of a lot of brick buildings and a lot of repainted type of structure buildings that had been there forever. But even their new stuff kind of blended in with it was still like newish brick. Like right. they actually have a thing that if you're on the same block, like you can only like say you're in a neighbor- neighborhood, you can only pick from a few different type of oh, a few styles. different type of styles. So that way the the streets are looking very similar. Yeah, <laughs> keep it the same, you're right? Yeah, and th- actually they had like uh, there's a city called Bath that you kind of go to and it has like old Roman style architecture there. Um, if I go back to England, I actually want to go to um, what is it? Uh, Oh damn! What I forgot that uh, Stonehenge. I definitely def- want to go Stonehenge. Yeah. It was only like an hour or some away, but it actually like cost and a little bit of stuff. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> pick a better time to go. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was you starting to say something about education? Um, we yeah. were talking about the accents. Mm-hmm. Are those the um, are the differences <laughs> with those between like in the neighborhoods with lower poverty or um, higher education? No, it's more area of the country, just like here. Just area. So, like, anybody who's from, like, I think there's one, uh, they call them, like, Brummies or something. It's some some city, like, just certain cities have certain accents. And okay. certain areas have certain accents. And they definitely, you know what I'm saying, you can tell. The Northerners, basically the Northerners sound like they're on Game of Thrones. And, like, <laughs> as soon as you cross, like, for real, they call it the Midlands. As soon as you cross the Midlands and you go up. It just sounds like they straight off the TV show. And it, was like, it gets and, real. And even the people from down south talk about the people up north. And if they're talking about the accent, you like you know it's bad. Yeah. It'd be like us it's from up north talking here. about people down south. Hey, that's like. crazy, though. They got a whole bunch of Ian McKellens up there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take your city and yeah. destroy it all. So now picture, picture that during basketball. It's like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> No, 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 no. So do they transfer? No, yeah. One of the dudes was like, I'm at the pot, like something the trunk, like. Oh no! And then now he's like, he told my teammate from Brooklyn. First of all, my guy from Brooklyn, he grew up fighting every day to go to school. He's not worried about nobody ever. And this dude was like talking to our coach. It was like, ask your coach about me, bruv. And I was <laughs> my guy was like, man, I ain't worried about that. We good. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to sound really tough. Yeah, it's so. Accent. And we just kind of like look at it. Like, yeah, you pretty much got to show me. Yeah, like first off, yo, what you got? Bro. They do not a lot of knife crime anyway, so like, what y'all gonna do? Just like, just come slit us? Like, what y'all doing after the game? <laughs> a lot of knife <laughs> knife crime. Yeah. <laughs> hey, knock those ears off, man. Hey, that's really thugging, though. No, hey, that's, and that's what I'm saying. You got to be thugging. But no, for real, real talk. Like hooligan girls in my girls in Southampton had to be alert because they, we, you know, what I'm saying it's just like a city. You have the big Central Park. And in our Central Park, they there was like a few back to back like stabbings in the park. So like, it is you know what I'm saying it is knife like it really is knife crime like <laughs> knife crime. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it was so it's surreal when that man. happened. I was like, nah, like, this, this is crazy. Knife crime. <laughs> this is crazy. Knife crime. Her- Herman Senor Jr. The knife I'm, crime. Episode. I'm stealing knife crime. I love it. No, picture their CSI though. Like they do a bunch. Of, like, that is crazy. 
like it doesn't sound in the park. It does. It doesn't have a ring to it. It's pretty. Uh, and it should. I, I shouldn't yeah, be laughing it. at knife crime. That's not funny, but it's funny. But it is. <laughs> they, they have a lot of knife crime. It is. It is. No, no. Literally, one of the rappers got pulled over, and he had a knife on him, and he went to jail. Like that's one of the problems that they actually have. Like that's that he really went to jail so for having hold, a knife. We holding pistols yes, over we here, and they're holding knives. blades. Like right. obviously the people that are in you if you watch Top Boy and stuff like that obviously the people that are in it they have yeah. guns like it's not if you're getting food yeah if you you got it you got it like but right. but like for for him to go away off some like knife <laughs> just having a knife in the car on probation <laughs> and ruin his career like y'all don't like him like that like he had a pound and a blade <laughs> like this hey. this, this man is a public figure he can't walk he can't have a knife wow. in his car. That's crazy. That's different. That's different. That means you different. get stabbed a lot over there. Like it means you can get it in an argument. Yes. Yeah, real quick. Don't and, start talking. And that's quick. what I'm saying. So like some random. I was in the line at the club one time, and some random dude. I was, he was definitely a crackhead. I was just like, <laughs> he just like tried to butt in line, and then talk stuff to me, and I was just like, you got it, my guy. Luckily, there's some girls ahead that I knew, and I was like. You just got it, man. Yeah. You rolling right now. You awesome stuff. So you can have a sport. You don't know. Yeah. You can have anything. That's what I say. You. I don't know what's it, in. Yeah. It's knife crimes that go on over here. Anything is po- anything that's pointy is a knife. You don't want to get punctured. Mm, no. <laughs> so you watch your dog go <laughs> mouth around. <laughs> watch your bloody mouth. Watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mouth. Ask your coach about. Because <laughs> for real, all I know is. Like you said, rain, boxes, beans. You yeah. know, that's my impression. Of yeah. <laughs> God, save, say, God just, save the queen. I'm just messing with you. I'll say uh, one of the, you know, actually, you said box. It just reminded me, uh, one of the people they really love over there is Anthony Joshua. Oh. And uh, look, my friend, my teammate, actually, my teammate was in a park in Brooklyn, and he just saw Anthony Joshua just come through Brooklyn. It was like crazy. It was right after the season happened, so he got a picture of him. And stuff, but, but he, like, fight, he fights this Saturday. Yeah, he's, and, he's trying to get that. And belt I was trying back. to tell, I was trying to tell them he's gonna lose. He's I, not that good. Yeah. Y'all love this man for no reason. He's like, got that for you know, pause. He's got that Ferrari body, mm-hmm. but he's not ready to go on the gunball run. Who's, yeah, he, who's he, he fight? A dude that he looks like he should never lose to, uh, Ruiz. Okay, he's probably five seven inches taller than him. Joshua is his physique is impressive. Yeah, that man period. like six seven, just yeah. And Anthony Ruiz, I think his name's Anthony, but Ruiz is the polar opposite. He's short, stubby, heavy set. Oh yeah. See, and I don't. What's the point? Like he just got to bounce back or something. I think, which kind of maybe what you might have been alluding to is he's really not like that. Anthony Joshua is really not like that. He happened to beat Klitschko to become the world champ, but that was at the end of Klitschko's run of a decade. Mm -hmm. Coming back from not fighting, he still knocked Anthony Joshua down in the fight. Right. But he lost. So then I think Joshua had a title defense against a tomato can. Mm Mm-hmm. Then he yeah. got, then he got, you know, then he thought, like I always say, he thought Ruiz was a cab driver <laughs> and ended up losing because he got caught slipping. Yeah. yeah. Because on, like, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you see the photos of the two, 
and smart money is not betting on Ruiz until after you've seen the fight. Yeah. Right, right. You literally is like, oh, he's going to destroy him, yeah. find him and destroy him. Yeah. And, and to be honest, he kind of he wasn't destroying him. He was winning the fight earlier on. And then he caught a two piece and, <laughs> and, and never recovered. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's still gone. <laughs> so so yeah. he doesn't want any parts of uh wilder i'll say this and no disrespect to the uk boxers because they're talented but they're talented within their skill set amongst themselves mm-hmm. they don't want it over here i'll be trying to tell them they don't want that <laughs> they don't wilder, want it over for here real. yeah because wilder gotta cross the wild, come train man wilder was wolfing uh, this was what maybe a year ago he was like you're he had to tell him about his past. Like, you didn't even come from the streets. Yeah. Like, you didn't even live like this. I was like, <laughs> Joshua was probably going home like, God, I didn't live like that. <laughs> he ate mild him. <laughs> he did him like eight mile. I was like, dang. And, and that's what's crazy about Wilder is technically he's not a good boxer. But if he touches you once, yeah. you can wake up tomorrow. <laughs> right. And most people have. Yeah, and it, yeah, that's that's the one thing about that's what basically what I'm saying is like, yeah, Anthony Joshua can go for a long time and he can, you know what I'm saying, fight with the best of them, but he ain't got a lot to come back from when somebody just shocks him a few times. Right. He ain't got that bounce back. <laughs> that bounce back. <laughs> he ain't got that. <laughs> hey, so, so he he'll He'll block a punch and still feel that and be like, no. Yeah, that, that's the thing. He'll feel that power pause through the block and be like, I don't, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Hopefully he is not going to hit me again like that. Yeah, and then he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's, a, actually, he's a regular human like me. Don't, if I get hit like that. I'm, I'm gonna in go, my head, do not hit me again. I'm gonna like go that. ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I'm gonna bring MMA into it real quick. Brock Lesnar is another guy like that, where these people are they're freak athletes, mm-hmm. they're physical specimens, but fighting is something different. It's yeah. in you. You can right. train, but if it ain't in you, it's not in you. And you can tell when it's people mental. it's not in you because when they get hit and they don't want it, it ain't in you. And and that's it's, it's gone. <laughs> oh, your body showing. And that's what I was basically about to say. I was gonna say it earlier because like the stuff we're doing, like you guys do right here, it's like over there. If this was to be done, it's like that's looked at in a whole different light. Like if you do the thing you do over there, they just think you're a professional at it because you chose to do it and put that much time in it. So like you're saying with boxing, the way people come to boxing is. Over here, it's like I need to put some of my anger into something that's positive channel. Over there, it's like, yeah, for sure. But they're not really running away from the stuff that, they, you know what I mean? It's I not, do. it's yeah. the pain. Over here, they bring a lot of a pain. Like, in America, I just feel like in America in general, we bring a lot of pain and passion towards the Everything. profession that we, that we choose. So it's like, over there, it's more just very simple, structured, uh, a system that's been there for hundreds of years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. So, like, for example, I'll say the easiest one to compare is music. Like, I know a girl that literally, she literally did one song. She did one <laughs> song, one video. And, like, I go, I went up, I was talking to her in the club, and her friend going to act all bougie, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's off of one song. And I just did it. I'm glad I did it because I just wanted, I just like to see how people 
I just I'm just observing at this point because yeah. it's like this is how y'all treat a one person that does one song and it's like I know people over in Springfield that got thirty songs better than this, yeah. right, right, ten right. videos better, and it's like y'all treating her like she's already on like doing music interview. Like my teammate, he's only dropped two songs. His third song, he promo, 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 and now it's on one of the like one of the best sites you can put it out on. It's like that's what they do over there, and they really pay homage what? to people that choose to do music, they choose to do basketball, that choose to do whatever it is, like dancing. I got a, a lot of friends that girls over there that do dancing. It's like because they all just once they choose it, they just do it. Like I'm going, like, I need to go to uh, England. No, those are participation <laughs> like, trophies. Nah, 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 I need to go over there nah, though. Because nah, like, nah. if I can make some money off of this, like, what do you mean? That's what I'm saying. And that's that. where all the money's at. So <laughs> take Taji across the, the pond. What? And I'll be over there. I'll be speaking just like them. Y'all be like, he's acting funny. <laughs> he was, hey, I low key caught the accent for a second. What? Oh, yeah, I need definitely need to go. I'll make money just from. No, trust me, they got the money over there. I, the manager, like I said, my my team came from merging two teams, right? The one guy that, the money guy. He got his security business from his dad who worked for the queen. So, like, it's that's what type of money I was playing for. And that's really what it is yeah. when you go overseas. You're just playing for the people that got the money. Yep. But it's also, like, family, basketball club. So, it was like it was like a good mix of those two. But at the same time, you got to pay homage to who's providing the actual money to pay. So, his son was on the team. And that was, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a blast. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Cause like, nah, it was fun. <laughs> no, so, so, so before you say that, g- give me a, a a memorable time, a memorable story from uh, England. So, as far as what, like whatever you, basketball what, on the court, off the court, whatever your wherever your mind takes you. A memorable time, cause I got a lot of good. I will say one of the, just like on a random note, <laughs> so. If you could picture the, the the just think about how the like just like the powder powers were working when I was over there. It was just so random. Like it's the day of the championship game. We're in uh was it Manchester for for the championship game and we're like we're eating downtown Manchester because the guy with the money got us a nice hotel. Like <laughs> y'all did it. We here now. Like this is the first time they got a chance to win it in this the highest the it's the second highest division in England, but the highest that they could reach as that club right now in their situation. The next step would like be BBL, but that takes a lot more money and community support and whatever. But mm-hmm. so we're in the championship, we're eating, and then like one of my friends like I forgot something in the car, and like he went and got it, and then he called me. I missed the call, and then he called one of my other friends. One of my other friends went back. So apparently it's Nick. He went back to the car. There was a hobo in our car because I forgot to lock it. and the guy's just in the car so apparently nick went back had this guy get out of the car like make sure he threw everything out of his bag everything like no you make sure you got none of our stuff like (laughs) like and this man must have like he was like i'm trying to sleep or something something something. i was like well within our car though like (laughs) to me trying to sleep it's middle it's three 3 p.m. First off, right now, like, take a, I'm gonna take a nap and go. <laughs> you, and you just like this. This is a good spot. 
Like, <laughs> you get, you get bald when you just keep a knife is, on you. That is random. That was a random story. In the car. Right? On the day of the championship game, though, like, how I forget to lock the car, but it, it is what it is. He's <laughs> <laughs> checking doors for a nap. That's what he was, just for a nap. Ah, All his stuff just laid out in the passenger seat. Oh, that's no funny. That's why it was funny that's to me, funny. But, but Nick was like, nah, bro, you got our stuff? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm saying, he's from Toronto, like, yeah, like, the way he was describing Toronto was much like it's almost East like an American city. Not nah, just eat, no, nah, more specifically East Side Springfield. Like that specific. Like <laughs> we, we went to uh, Toronto with the uh, church group. I went with my grandfather and grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, with St. John Church. I like Toronto. It was a. Uh, I want to say, the year the draft was there. The year uh, Garnett went number one, and the drinking age is eighteen. Mm-hmm. I just got out of high school. Leave the story there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Toronto. Toronto's a nice city, man. Yeah. It is. What's uh, what's next for make it uh, for make it work? Yeah, I actually um, I don't want to say too much, but I definitely am gonna have a clinic in Springfield soon. Um, like details will be coming out about that, yeah, and then also, um, so like that'll be the details we come up on the the Make Work Global page and the Make Work Global training page on Instagram, and then um, so yeah, the the clinic. And then a six-week program, so that way um, we can get, you know, the kids' holistic type of training. That way, you know, it's not just – my whole thing with training is you got to be able to not only do the skill stuff but also get the mentality. And once you get the mentality, you can um, re-implement it by yourself or come back and keep, you know, keep learning from me if that's what you choose to do. But if I get your mo- mentality, like, structured to train the right way, mm-hmm. like, that, like – that's one of the things I feel like I got to be able to do myself is like I always was able to take what I was learning and implement it to myself and teach my ways to like how to expand off of it. So I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm finally able to, you know, and it's crazy it happened on the same day that we are because we had this scheduled, um, what, a while ago. Mm-hmm. And the meeting that I had for it just randomly happened. So, wow, it's just, you know, that's good news happening at a good time. So, wow. Yeah. That's very difficult. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever gone through any kind of physical therapy, I have for um, just some back pain. But yeah. when you go and you're dealing with somebody, it's tough. But to be able to take what they're, they can give you every single thing that they're doing and you go home and mentally have to get up and put mm-hmm. yourself through it, that's some hard stuff, depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's why I'm trying to get it to a point where it's like I can give them the training um, in person. In person is more like, that's when you're tapping into my live, like, oh, no, I see this, and I really want to be able to help you fix this because, like, I I do it this way, and it feels good when I do it this way, and I make more shots, so or I, I get here more efficiently. Like, in, in real time, I can give you that, but um, the other ways I that can be offered nowadays are, like, online and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's why I say, like, you know, tap into, like, the Facebook groups or stuff like that where I can post videos, yeah. and, um, and I can also comment on other people's videos and stuff, so, like, Social media is a wonderful thing in that aspect. Like, I literally do have been staying off of it besides, like, cause, work. Yeah, besides, like, yeah. you know, just because that's what it really ends Making up Making it being serious now. for you. Yep. And, and that's, and that's, but like I said, now it's become a way where I can give more of my, uh, my knowledge and my energy to the kids who want it. Cause basically, like, as soon as I got over here, one of the, one of my kids from overseas, their dad hit me up and was like, one, like my son's twelve, he made like the ten. He made the twelve team after like twelve. They call twelves under twelve, whatever. Um, he made the twelve team, 
twelve year old team after training with us, and specifically that like, he was like happy that I got to train with him, and he was like, you know, hopefully in the future I can send him over to just train with you in America. So it's that serious for these kids to be good at basketball, like just in general, because that, like I said, once you choose your thing over there, you choose your thing. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not like you do basketball and you do baseball and you do everything. It's like you just all right. I'm you choosing basketball to get out, so that's what you're doing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Like I can kind of be that one to facilitate it. And I know you see like the NBA trainers, NBA develop player developers, and stuff like that. Like it, it, it is just like that where I'll be able to help kids like holistically train. And how I can do some of that is you know offering um like meal plans and other stuff, and that's what oh, I'm about to okay. get into next. Like this next like nutrition. Yep, all mm-hmm. all that other stuff because. That's that's really what it is. That really is what keeps you um keeps the longevity of like, you know what I'm saying? Once you get to the highest level you're playing mm-hmm. every week, multiple times a week. Like in look at the NBA, you play eighty two games a year, so it's like That's a trip. Yeah, yeah I was gonna you, ask you, you how do you survive a season? So once you get over once you get to the older leagues, you get a lot of vets <laughs> and that literally they get that veteran status because they're veterans and like I ha- I met with the guy uh, I had a guy who was on my team. He was hurt last year, so he barely played. But he had already been pro for like seven or eight years, and so my other, like Nick has already been pro in England for eight years. So like they knew how to like stretch, and that's one of the one things that my guy uh, James taught me was you know how to use the stretch bands, how to yeah, how to you know what I'm saying the reps, the amount of reps to do so you don't get tired, but it's also feeling fluid. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So little trades and little tips like that that I didn't even know in college, I can go give that to a kid in seventh grade right now. And it's like, that's that's the biggest thing I feel like I can help with. So what amount of time would you allot to actually warm up properly? Depends like how for you're a game. feeling. Depends. I, to and me you personally, feel, it's always you, how you feel. You feel, feel are, great. are you ever always feeling great or is there always something? I feel like if there's a week... I really feel like uh, it takes like a whole week to really get ready for a game. But like, so if you have a good practice week and everything, like stretch, been stretching, been practicing good, everything's feeling good, and then everything's feeling fluid. But then you got to think about you got to ride to the game and stuff like that, and that that plays a role because like we were squished in like, yeah, sometimes we like riding our the guys Land Rover, but we're squished seven yeah. people, most of them six seven. I'm just in the back because I'm the young, I'm the smallest one. Not yeah. even, you know what I mean. And um, I actually got another story just picking on, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it's just like I would say traveling. I would say to warm up at least a, at least thirty minutes. Where if you got thirty minutes and you can do like five to ten minutes of stretching and then five to ten minutes of like some type of running with the ball and then some shooting, that'd be like a very basic warm up but if you could do a whole hour where you can get some stationary stretching some more body movement and my thing is the core if you get the core warmed up then it's your gucci you're good the core the toes you're good mm-hmm. especially in basketball mm-hmm. cuz you just want to feel light anyway you don't want to feel too like i ain't down there in the post you know what I'm saying i just, <coughs> just want right. to feel yeah i just want to feel like fluid mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when you say that <clears throat> when you say that hour i'd heard uh andre Iguodala say that he warms up or stretches for like an hour before he works out. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, was thinking about that, like, you know, how important that really is to stretch out an entire hour. Some people work out for less than an hour, yep. but he's stretching for an hour at a professional level with yep. that physique. So what you're talking about, that's lining right up with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, like I said, he's at the the top of the top of, I think, athletes, period. I think 
basketball players, like, we got to be the best athlete because we're doing a lot of things on the floor, but we're also in the air a lot. A lot of cutting. And we're like, yep, cutting. Joints yeah, so. in the height that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So, sure. yeah, and just the strategy and everything, you got to be sharp mentally and go against people moving parts and stuff. So it's like, yeah, if you don't get your – if you don't take your nutrition – that's why I say if you don't take your nutrition – and I just started doing that a couple of years ago, and then like it just changed my body so much. So it's just like, if you could do that and you stretch, going out and playing basketball, that's fun. But right. if you could take care of your body, what about first, what about good. sleep? Sleep, yeah, that's another one. Like at least seven hours, and like that was one thing. My first year, I wasn't getting because you know, you <laughs> was, was excited. I was, well, that and like I was just everybody I'm talking to is still up. Like it's six hours ahead, ah, so yeah. it's four. Yeah, it's 4 a.m. where I'm at, but it's 10 p.m. here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just got off FaceTime with mom and dad or something, <laughs> even yeah. though it's still early in the morning. I just got off FaceTime with my guys. So it's like that's crazy. <laughs> Adjustments. But, uh, what I was going to say, look, um, I actually, one thing about playing overseas that's cool is uh, I actually play with a guy named Jeremy Shohan. Shohan, however you want to say his last name. He's actually half Polish, half English, and he was only 15. When he's on my team, but he's definitely he goes to La Lumiere prep now. Trust me, he's gonna end up in the league. He's gonna end up in the league, and I got to you know what I'm saying I got to play with him as he was like not on a professional team, but we could treat him like a professional and give him all this knowledge and give him like views from a D1 player and um my guy who went to Albany that's from Brooklyn, and then me a D2 player like so, and then Nick who came he came straight from you know what I'm saying from. Toronto and went over because he has a British passport to BBL. So, like, we're giving him like good basketball knowledge, and now he gets to go to America right now, and now he's competing and killing. Like, he does like the NBA World Camps and stuff like that. So, if y'all look up that name, look him up on Instagram. And if you look, if you follow, if you look at who I follow and search Jeremy, you'll see who it is. He's gonna be nice for sure. All right, that's what's up. That's crazy. He's like he gonna be. He's like six seven. He's, it's funny because he's six seven. He he's body of a grown man, but he's a little kid. So like yeah. when we're going on trips <laughs> and stuff, it's just it's just good to have that. You know what I'm saying? That like there's just so much life the youth, <laughs> and there's the so youth. much youth and yeah. life in him because like he's just started. He's just getting started. You lighting this room up, cuz? <laughs> you lighting this room up, man? Yeah. I'm listening to you talk about you taking care of your body nutrition wise. You just came off that first wave of I'm just young and I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you just starting to have to deal with the nutrition in your body, you know, to be able to keep executing on this level, mm-hmm. you know. But, that, yeah, you lighting this room up, cuz. That's what I'm, I feel like I'm at, like, the, my best, you know, athletically right now. But that's why I'm trying to – I'm not too picky on what happens next type thing. So I'm just trying to be ready for – you know, because I did sign with agents with the agent and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I have to be ready to play, but also I have to be ready to, you know what I'm just saying, just stay. What's next? And, like, you know what I'm saying, and not – my whole thing is you have to eat for your lifestyle, and like mm-hmm. I've gotten to a point where I can eat for a basketball lifestyle, but also eat for a lifestyle that's more chill, relaxed, and and not playing basketball five times a week. So, and I feel very comfortable with that. And like now, I'm at a point where I feel like I can help them, help people out. So, do you do a lot of cooking yourself, or how do you get your meals that are more healthy in a environment well like we're in? So at at home, no, I don't. When I'm at home, I don't do a lot of cooking. But when I do, like, I definitely trans, like, I definitely, like, change out turkey for, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of beef, instead of red meat and all that stuff, it's definitely turkey or chicken. 
Um, my uncle, who's bodybuilds, he likes to do fish. Um, I go to McAllister's, stuff like that. You know, just get. I basically just get like soups and not even like soups. I like chili. I like um, like all the good. Basically, all the good foods. I just kind of try to replace them. If it's a fried chicken, I do a grilled. Like yeah. Um, uh, I started adding the first time I really started eating better. I like added beans and ate added more greens to my mm-hmm. meals. Added less fried potato type stuff, but then would uh still like you know what I'm saying still I would keep the, a good amount of sides but not like too much of the bad stuff like sure. I, you don't want to eat too much of the veggies and stuff because then it was like I didn't enjoy my meal and my whole thing is like you gotta in, keep enjoying it keep enjoying it. you gotta keep wanting to feel good and keep wanting to do it so mm-hmm. yeah I would I would, I do more like I replace some other bad stuff with some better stuff and then also, I really do smoothies in the morning. I don't really do too much breakfast. Right. Just a smoothie in the morning. Because when you wake up, you really just, if you if you really trying to do what you got to do that day, you, you realize most of the time you can run off of a little bit of energy. So that smoothie is just like that, you know, kind of, it gets your body energized and really water. Yeah. You know, just a lot of water and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Best thing when you wake up is that water. <laughs> yep. I think, like, and I'm not training to do anything. I'm just trying to transition in, because, like, I'm on the borderline of being diabetic and not, and I'm seeing what it's doing to my parents. So like there's certain things that I need to be careful of Mm -hmm. with like my diet. But like right now I'm battling with trying to figure out my own body as far Mm -hmm. as like, uh, cause I'm watching like, the sugars I'm taking in. Yeah. So like what you're talking about, I'm doing that right now, but yeah. I haven't figured it out to where, cause like I'm still feeling weak sometimes. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And then, and then not only that, but like, since I've been doing it, I've lost like, I was like 175. And now I, I checked the scale like two days ago. I'm like 158. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm losing a lot of yeah. weight really fast. And I'm feeling Weak. weak, weaker, so you know I'm trying to figure out that yeah, balance. That balance yep. And that's what life was all about to me is that balance. Like, yeah. And I think one of the thing is like like you said, you gotta make sure you feel good about it. And um, I think one of the things is the weight program that you do choose to do, or like like me for example, if most people aren't really, you know, saying athletic or trying to do athletic things, I would say it suggests stretching and like yoga. Mm-hmm. Yoga is like that way you can your body feels strong. And then you could also it kind of centers your balance out your body out so you can kind of feel like if you know what I'm saying you you kind of digest food better and all kind of stuff mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it just you could just it, your mind will be sharper to feel like oh well I do need to eat a little bit more or you know it, what I'm saying it will enhance your mind body connection as well yeah and, for sure and one I was gonna say one of the things that I, I forgot to mention was like cheese and bread that was cheese bread soda um limiting alcohol to really like like if you do like like clear vodka type no you know what i'm saying because basically like i'm not gonna say don't drink but because there's never a time when i was just like <laughs> i'm not gonna drink to go through with this diet because i realized like my friends still want to go out and stuff while i'm you know what I'm saying and nobody wants to be like i can't drink while you're you know on a diet so but at the same time you can't be drinking mixing five sodas with what you're drinking or like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like drinking beer that is like, that's like the worst thing for you to drink when you 
on a diet. So it's just like just choosing stuff where you add like water and meal or Gatorade, fruit punch type stuff. And it's just it's making small efforts like that every time. Yes. Every single time is it's not. And that sometimes that's hard to like keep doing. But once you get over that hump, I swear it's so rewarding because now I can just like I just ate a pizza today. And like, obviously, I don't feel the best for it, but it's still just like I can eat pizza and not have to think about, oh, what is this going to translate to in the future? Because I already know, like, I can stick to a point and I can I can say no to so many mm. type of things mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, I just you just get your self-control up and you once you realize, I think what it was, if you guys know Dayton Burnett, I started training with him. First year went well and stuff. And then the second year, I, he actually, that's when I really started eating better. It was because he was like, text me what you're eating. And I would, I used to do like the the food, like the uh, apps and stuff. And like counting the calories is cool. But if you're counting calories, you're not thinking about how you're feeling. And then that's what's more what it's like. Because mm-hmm. when, you know what I'm saying, you're looking in the mirror or whatever, it's not about the calories. It's more about just how you feeling about what you look. So once he told me that and I started texting him, what I was eating and it like, you know what I'm saying? I would be like, I would have to say like, I, I was eating this and if it wasn't good, he, he wouldn't say nothing, but I still had to type it out and text it to it, him. It was so. easier to hold yourself accountable <laughs> exactly. for what you was doing. Cause you had to tell somebody about it. It wasn't just you eating right. your food over here. No, I, I actually ate all that yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and, yeah. and that, and that's what I'm, I'm going to get across with the, uh, when I, when I set up the, the uh, Facebook group with the meal plans is it's my whole like honestly I w- I was trying to I was talking to like a dietitian who was gonna help out and I'll probably still have her you know saying help out for sure but at the same time I want it to be like people making their own diets because that's the only way you're gonna sustain it like I, nobody made my diet for me I like yeah I just had to just be like no I'm not eating that yes I'm eating that uh, I'm feeling that today and then I just had to keep going and be like you know what. I made three good days of decisions and I feel very good today and I'm playing better. So it's like, why would I not keep doing this? And like, I talked to a lot of, I mean, you watch Netflix and stuff like that, but I talked to a lot of athletes who were my teammates and who like went strictly vegan. And they're just like, man, I feel light. Like I'm flying. Like, Hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? They just feel so good for it. So it's definitely, it's, I definitely feel like once people try and really try to just, say no to themselves giving in that's when they start to see results start to feel better like like what you're saying though like how your people are prepared to go through stuff like that um i'm talking with one of my friends she's like in the middle of losing a little bit of weight and she's like people are always talking like oh you like you look like this you look like that and it's like people do start to place their opinions on you oh, yeah. when before they were just saying some different stuff so it's like well, For yeah, sure. it's like you just got to be prepared to hear stuff like that and just still just go yeah. towards whatever goal it is for you. You got to be yeah. selfish. It's like it's what you're eating. Very. what you're, <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What you see. So. Right. Right. Yes. It, it doesn't really matter. I'm definitely hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. My, yeah my, <laughs> that's so funny, man, because it comes in like the smallest things. But like my grandma was like, you need you. You want to eat tonight? Yeah, like, <laughs> she's like, are you sad? Uh, are you uh, are, are you happy about what you're eating? Yeah, I'm like, are you okay, baby? Well, like, yeah, I, I, 
Yes. Yeah, she asked. She, she was concerned. Like, she's she, looking at her she's baby. She's like, yeah. do you, but do you like what you're eating? Because, <laughs> because are you sad? You're I was like, and no, that's that's like I feel like not to you know what I'm saying. It, it was hard to get my mom to like you know be like mom like I'm just not eating it like it's just yeah. not. Oh yeah, that's they not part of your favorite. Diet, like, you know I mean? And she comes from South Carolina too, so they really be cooking. So it's like it's just like no, nah, mom. Like this Portions. is not. You've been eating the most unhealthiest ways forever. Yeah. So it's like, regardless, of, even if I liked it, like I'm actually trying to train for a reason. So mm-hmm. right. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but once I feel like so that's why you know what I'm saying with the training and just to bring back full circle, like just with the training and everything. That's why the key is really to get the parents locked in. Um, on a lot of this because um, just for simple fact that like I was talking today about like scholarships they try to get you where it's like yeah you may have a full scholarship one year but that next year they're gonna try to put that paper where it says uh, you got to pay $3,000 in a loan and then if you don't read that and say it if you don't catch it or your mom doesn't catch it your dad doesn't catch whoever signing off with you if they don't catch it then you just sign that you got to give back 3000 now instead of last year they was giving you 3000 so mm. You know what I mean? You got to be aware, open to all, like, you know what I mean? Like, every year they tried to they tried to add a little something in on mine when it's, like, the coach and the athletic director and mine happen to be the same person saying one thing. So, it's like, I'm not about to, nope. I, no, y'all said it was a fool. <laughs> it's better to be yeah. fool. Like, yeah. Right, Because yeah. that is not it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But, yeah, so but a lot of people aren't aware of, like, simple stuff like that. Like, you know, the, the wording in it, though, like I said, it was a loan. If it said would have said aid or grant, that's nine. Yeah, I don't have to pay that pay back. back. I don't yeah. have to pay that back. But a loan, now I gotta tap Need into back. some resources myself yeah, to pay yeah. it back. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for, yeah, that's crazy, man. You you don't think about any of that because like I'm learning when you're talking like what. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what it, what it really comes down to, in which I, this could be a whole different conversation, is I think. Every individual is their own business anyway, but when you tap into like, um, like the potential to play for a sport, play a sport at a school in a community and impact a community for a certain amount of time, now you really are an individual business because that that school is using their resources on you. You know what I'm saying? They're getting money from a different department to invest in you for the next two years or four years or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So you have to, and that's why, that's what the whole training and everything is about it right now. Like, yeah, it's all cool that people can go up through the schools and get opportunities, but everybody doesn't get it like that. And I got blessed enough to, for people to see me at different spots in my career to be like, Oh yeah, he is good enough to be at this next level. And like, he is good enough to play for me and stuff like that. So it's like, if I can be that one to facilitate that for a kid who's not getting that, then it's like, I feel like like that's why people don't like AAU, but at the same time, AAU is what is fueling everything. Because if there's no AAU, the high school sports aren't as competitive Mm -mm. because all these kids playing high school are playing each other AAU, people around the country and the world getting better and then coming back to where they're at and now they're best in their city or whatever the case may be, raising the level up. And that's how it happens. And, you know, I mean, like I said, some of the school districts are like, I don't know how they feel about that. I don't know how it really is in Springfield too much, but but some are like against that, and that's basically what I was saying with with the club team overseas. They're like the 
kind of against because it's it's not them it's not kids it's coming not, up yeah. through their stuff now it's, yep, it's yeah. them coming up through a, a trainer who can i'm not i ain't no guidelines telling me what i gotta say to this kid i'm telling them hey i'm sure. giving them the real you know what i'm saying coaches want this your parents want this you should do you want this this is what you should do like it's that yeah. simple now so mm-hmm. but i like that i can give that to them because people really don't know what they want to do like well, yeah that's true very true now, with you being uh, not far removed from college sports and um, us going forward to where um, college athletes are possibly going to get paid, mm-hmm. what do you think about that or what, what is your take on that or your opinion with you had just being in school? I feel like it's not going to be that drastic because it's basically already going on. It's just like we – don't, like most of the regular people don't know, like people get stipend checks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just not t- to the fact of, oh, you got this many jerseys sold. Mm-hmm. You deserve right. this amount of money. You right. know what I mean? And that's where I think the, like I'm saying, like now we're just recognizing each individual as that business now. Like, whereas before we're recognizing that, oh, this kid is worth this much on scholarship and we're giving them this much a month, a stipend, blah, blah, blah. And like, I didn't even get that myself. That's only in certain type of scholarships and stuff. So, it's like now I definitely think it'll be – I mean, it'll be interesting because, you know, kids want to know their worth for sure. So and, You should. And, and, I mean, the NCAA is like the biggest – it is like one of the biggest scams, for period, because sure. yeah. it's like a governing body for college sports, but it's not has nothing to do – they don't really have anything to do with the colleges, though, at the same time. Right. It's more they're just governing these kids. So it's like the hustle. It's, it's yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, but I I totally understand it at the same time, and like that's what you know, being overseas for two years, I had time to think about random stuff like that and just you know just chill, meditate on it, and like it really is wild when you think about it because overseas, there's people forty eight years old, forty years old, whatever, getting master's degrees back to back years just because they're decent at basketball, and that school wants them to play or coach. So like, like for example, wow. I'm here right now because I could have went back to my same league, but they wanted me to. One of the teams, first off, they're gonna. It was like a lower, like just because it's just like my team had good money. So it was my team had good money. Understood compared to the rest <laughs> of the league, like, I didn't. I didn't know it was that. I didn't know it was like that until other teams started sending offers mm-hmm. type thing. So this other team sent. A lower offer, but also said like they wanted me to coach their B college team. So think UIS has their A team. Think UIS has a B team. They wanted me to coach that B team every Wednesday, plus like practice with them. Press plus do other practices with what I'm saying, like with the training and stuff. So like doing all of that and playing for, for less for a little <laughs> less. I was just like. Like I would just I want to hoop, but and then it ended up being you know I was home for uh, many more. I've been home for so many more reasons that I could even count mm-hmm. and and really explain to y'all. So and you know I got to be around like family at a very needing time, and um I got to um like I got to I get to be around like my uh, friends who all basically all do, they all do music, uh-huh. <laughs> they literally all do music. So I just got to be around with them and like they just did a show at the Wet Bar uh, right. a couple of weeks ago. So it was just like. You know, things started to pick up on, like, the business side of it. And I can bring what I learned from over in England to implement here. It's like, yo, over there, they're just doing one song, getting popping because it's all off promo. 
ties up. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the, the whole worlds. the whole country's buying into them just being a just being an artist in general. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just like I get to like, you know, kinda kinda talk to them so about that and then help them like we we're saying with Kai, I feel like Kai's one of the best producers mm-hmm. just period. Like <laughs> he just the stuff that he makes is just diff so different than what anybody mainstream anybody. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know, just like people you hear like Metro Boom and stuff and stuff like that and and uh Zaytoven or stuff like that. Like, yeah, those are unique sounds, but it's like Kai has his own unique sound. Already already. And he's twenty years old and he's already worked with a decent amount of people and a decent amount of people in Springfield too mm-hmm. that are actually doing sound good on his song. So it's like mm-hmm. I just see a lot of the potential with it and I like I'm trying to make sure I can help formulate, you know, different plans for them and if, wherever they see fit because mm-hmm. like I said if I end up going back overseas that's an easy <laughs> avenue to just alright easy like, come up yeah. my friend Nick he um he's he's been like he's been over in England for a little while longer so he's got hookups at radio shows and stuff like that so before I left we went and did a radio show talking about Make It Work Global but I also got to play uh, my uh, one of my guys 19 he goes by 19 but he went to Southeast too and he had a song, so I got to play his song on the UK radio and announcing and stuff like that. That's, and then that's dope. Just the other day, his guys, Nick, he brought his guys from Toronto to come like talk on the radio show. So it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Once, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like bas- basically like basketball saving. Like, it, that's that's the slogan for Make It Work Global. It's like, you can use that to start, but you use basketball to start and get you certain places in certain doors, talking to certain people, but. It's like we what do, what do we really want to do at the end of the day is we really want to you know chill make music and and create a vibe for for the, our friends and family and that's like you know what I'm saying that's how we're gonna really like keep doing it and live on so now let's let's really do it type thing so, yeah. yeah I have to ask you this before we let you out of here with your intelligence with your background with your support system with their knowledge of that. Are you going to run for office at some point in time in your career? I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was going to ask that question. Got to. You sure do. So they, they, I'll be honest, they try to get me and Makai to be politicians all the time. We just be like, ah, we, I'm, I'm definitely in a, in a mode right now I will say just I'm a very in the moment person so right now I'm definitely in the spot where it's like I don't want to but I don't I do see the benefit in in being um, in a political office but also I'm like like I'm saying I'm doing a lot of things right now like I want to set up a lot of the stuff that I can do and want to do forever until I can be a person that is trusted with that kind of that kind of power or something like that but at the same time I do see a lot of ways where I'm that I'm closer to the connection than everybody else. Mm-hmm. For sure. And even if it were to be like and I have a realer connection with the people cuz like I said I played basketball so I didn't did a lot of random stuff that people who just like politics they haven't done and I've talked to a lot of random people that you know what I'm saying random conversations in different countries that are just so crazy like I was, I didn't I should tell the story about an answer it was like the one of the most random craziest stories just like that take took me a lot of places and i got to be eye to eye with a lot of different people and i definitely do feel like that could help me in a political office and i got to see like for example the um community center i could definitely 
I, I that's one of the things that like gives me confidence. I would definitely be able to be like, oh no, I know exactly how this should go and what type of stuff should be in it. Would I ever get the opportunity to implement stuff that I want? I don't know, but that's why I don't. You know what I'm saying? Don't know if politics is the way because then I'm I'm limited to what the city of Springfield wants mm-hmm. to do and and stuff like that. And I don't know. We becoming like an old people city and people <laughs> people see that and yeah. I'm like yeah. that's that ain't it. But yeah. we I feel like it, it it'll go in the right direction with you know what I'm saying with a little bit. I don't I don't know how it'll change, but I feel like some people I think you know, got the right idea. I, I think for you'll it. I right. think you'll see a need. You know what I'm saying? Versus mm-hmm. you having a want or desire for yourself where you might see a need and you, he, he handed it on and he was like, you know, this is the community center. I know how to run it. Kind of came out. No, but it's like at the <laughs> same yeah. time, I want to, like I said, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm trying to hoop. Yeah, I'm not right now. To, yeah, not sure. right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do the music with the guys, trying to let mm-hmm. them do their thing, see if they get the chance to travel and stuff. I'm trying to be able to, yeah, to do that. But the groundwork now. And, and it's like, it's a lot of seniors running around <laughs> the tree in the Springfield, so I can add to that whatever later. So. Hey, them vote. <laughs> votes, man. Them votes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's jump back on the music real quick. Who who who's your people and who who you listening to around the city? Who my people? Um, yeah. so Kai's the producer. Uh, we got nineteen, who's a rapper. Uh, nine TXXN. Um, uh, Dre the guy who um. He's a very like kind of soulful type of, but also like melodic type of rapper. Uh, DZ, um, Yay, who's actually my big, you know, Tajay, big mm-hmm. cousin. Yeah, and he he's the one that started all this. I definitely I was talking to Peggy today and like uh-huh. definitely got to pay homage to to Tajay because he was the first one that he went to like Cali, did the music, learned a lot of stuff, came back, started doing music in the studio here, and just implemented that and like you know taught really a lot of people in Springfield had to really grind for the music and like mm-hmm. be good at your craft and you know he's the one that like told me he told me before I went back overseas like hey cause you gotta play with passion and you gotta find that passion from the pain and everything that's going on cause you really you know like when I come on he was telling me like when he raps and stuff like that yeah it's, it's coming from the pain because people ain't gonna hear it if you just out there being nice all the time blah, blah, blah. it's gotta come from deep down so I got Tajay Definitely one of the ones that really started all the rap and stuff here. And uh, a dude named Henry Forbes, who's actually like my neighbor, uh, Hank Felton. I know you guys probably know, know Henry Hank. Felton, yeah, yeah. Uh, senior, his mm-hmm. son. Like, okay. that's if if I, I could tell you. Exactly. So think he's he's Henry Felton Jr. I'm Herman Senior second, Herman Senior Jr. Whatever you want to say. We lived across the street from each other, and like I used to when I was young, he was a little bit older than me, but I would always just you know what I'm saying that's like my big brother type figure. And like I would always just see all the things he's doing across the street, and then now we growing up, growing up, whatever. And now it's back to like almost square one type stuff, but now in a different sense. So a he's doing position. the music. My friends are doing yeah. the music, and now they can really they got to he got to be a part of the show at the wet bar. So it's it's just a crazy holistic like everything. Like so like being back in Springfield has been crazy for real. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, those are the guys I was to on the music part. Uh, my uh, Kai actually. Uh, um, he sends out some stuff to this dude SD in Arizona, and um, he's actually pretty good. So I'm glad he's getting to connect with uh, people from all over. I'm trying to get him to hook up with my old teammate who did it, did some songs, but they do they choose some weird type style beats. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard to like wake up with that. And like I said, he only dropped 
three songs in two years, but it's still doing the music thing. So, <laughs> once you do it, it's done. But yeah, I'll say, oh yeah, I gotta say, Big Sean's my favorite though. Yeah. Big Sean's my favorite artist, period. Yeah. Well, sure. thanks, cuz. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna let that ride. Come on. <laughs> He, he he's a he, he's he's definitely an underrated rapper too. Mm-hmm. And like like when he got on the song with Lil Wayne, if Lil Wayne one of the best of all time is literally saying Big Sean's one of the most underrated. Like you probably gotta listen and think like, oh, why is he saying that? And I don't think people do that. He, he made you say something. I played that song the other day that had the Jay Z. Uh, yes. I can't think. It's, 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 what's his newest single? Um, the one actually, and I, out of the all songs, that was one of the songs I didn't listen to. But the one you talking about with like, uh, was it ASAP? Bird, maybe no that's a uh, that's berserk oh which one are you talking about um he 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 takes uh jay-z's uh, i can't remember what can't Jay-Z. touch the untouchable shake the unshakable oh, yeah. Yeah. so he, it flips he, to that beat halfway through and he just goes to a whole nother and he killed it a whole nother place i've never heard <laughs> big sean though i've never heard big sean come weak in, in, in yeah, the track never i've never have like any and i don't really listen to a whole bunch of uh, rap, t- per se, too much, but uh, anytime I've ever heard him, it was like, oh, he's he's nice. Yeah. Anytime, being so. an older cat, I had to get used to his cadence. Yeah. I wasn't used to somebody to just keep going and on, like spitting run-on sentences at you. Right, you know what I mean. But he's he makes perfect sense what right. he's saying. Yeah. Right, right. And I like he talks like a lot of little, a lot of like. You know, spiritual stuff and then in his raps too, but also like business moves at the same time. And that's like right up my alley. Perfect example of what I was talking like what you just said in that song. He said something about he can tell from just looking at you because energy is the first language he speaks. Mm-hmm. And he's that's just, real. Yeah, he just was going off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's and that's what I'm saying about being over in England. I can just now I can just read people very well with their energy just like i could just see them they they if they look at me in the eye basically honestly it was first started in england where i could like you know what I'm saying tell like how somebody's gonna perceive you and if they hear you play basketball they're like first i was like that's crazy why are you over in england playing basketball and like from then the conversation will go many different ways or just you know what i mean but now over being back it's like like I said, we've been in Springfield for forever. So mm-hmm. when people see me in the light of a basketball player, it's, it was weird because like I'm just when growing up, I'm just you know what I'm saying I'm little Herm. So right. now I'm like Herm. You know what I'm saying I played basketball. It's just people look at you like a little different. Mm-hmm. And like you, you got your own type, shoes. Type of energy. You're not exactly. feeling shoes. You got your own shoes. Yeah. And it's like like I said, it's just you just feel that energy for real. So speaking of energy, you bring a lot of energy to the city mm-hmm. with what you want to do. For this city, man, like what you're doing in England with a culture of kids and people who aren't hype on hoop like we are, mm-hmm. making that difference when that little girl sees you and that's my favorite player, and you to get that kind of energy to bring it back over here to bring to your own community, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 there's something to be said about that. Mm, yeah, appreciate it. That's that's it's like, rare. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like I could be that, you know what I'm saying? Just transmit that energy because like I said, I know it comes all from a from a higher source than God and you know what I'm saying that's where all things start so it's like I know I'm feeding off of everlasting type of energy so it's it's never gonna <laughs> my source just, never gonna run mm-hmm. out so it's like right. as long as I keep searching new knowledge and mm-hmm. finding new ways to teach and stuff like that it's gonna be 
is going to be straight for the person that I'm I'm teaching because I'm always going to try to get better and learn. Or I'm and like and I think that's really what it is when I'm <coughs> playing games. That's the biggest compliment that people give is just like, you know, what I'm saying they just notice. They just basically they just notice you for they notice me for a particular reason is really just the energy and because it's because when I'm playing I'm not thinking about. I'm not thinking about you noticing my energy. I'm just thinking about giving energy. You know how I mean? could you? I mean, how could you give uh, any any more of yourself than physically out there, and then to be on point mentally, mm-hmm. and then when the game's over, who you are, character wise, man. Yeah, and I, like you said, it just comes with the upbringing. It just mm-hmm. comes with any place I go in Springfield. Somebody's gonna know. What I got I'm that problem. <laughs> so it's, and like, it's not a really bad thing. It's, not, it's, it's, it's not a bad problem hide, to have basically. when you're a good person and you're doing right and you can be anchored to the city and give the city and its citizens something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that it, it, that's really important. It's it's not another, uh, you know, what, what happened to that guy story because mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. Yeah. You know, and to bring like like. Billy has said to bring that energy back with you and to transmute it, like you said, and try to raise the level of others. That's a blessing, and, and we can only thank you for it. Yeah, I appreciate it. And like, and just growing up in Springfield, I've always, when I was growing up, I always just thought like, why do people in Springfield talk about it the way they do, and why do other people have a negative light on it? But growing up, I obviously just observe and realize why people believe the things they do. But at the same time, when I go play other places, Coach T, Coach Thomas at Southeast was like, does your game travel? And I kind of took that on to a, a point of just like, now now I'm playing overseas with the, the way to like Springfield. Not in a sense, but in a sense of I do have a lot of friends who have passed away from reasons that shouldn't, they shouldn't have. And I do have have like friends that are that were way better than me at playing basketball that I thought that, you know, saying I kind of kept, I just kept, I just had the opportunities to keep going. Like I said, I had the opportunities where people were like, nah, I, I want him on my team. So I do feel like I'd get that, that, that like that. I can use that when I play and like that, that brings about a whole different gear than if I'm just out there playing for myself. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, oh, I'm playing for, you know what I'm saying? Just, just how the whole city is represented just because yeah. this Ain't nobody heard of Springfield, Illinois, and they're yeah. never gonna hear of it except for through me. So it's like that's such a real feeling to to be able to transmit, and then people now people can stay connected with Springfield through like make it work and the stuff that I get to do now. And you know what I'm saying? They might see some random kid from Springfield that's that's doing something on the training page. It's like that's cold. Like we we need him. Like there yeah. there are cold hoopers in Springfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything you want to leave them listeners with? Uh, lead the listeners with. Nah, I mean, really, I appreciate y'all having me on. You know, getting to talk about because you know, saying just real conversations about the city, about what I've been able to do. Um, no, lead the listeners with. Uh, I don't know. Which, <laughs> Make sure you leave them some information. I was definitely, just going to say, let them know where they can. They can. De- you can definitely go check out um the Make It Work Global page on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, but then also me specifically the Make It Work Global Training page on um on Instagram. And uh, but really, we're going to be I'm going to be able to uh, show the things that we do on um, this page, this good enough to page on Facebook. So this is how I'm going to be able to show the basketball, show the music stuff. Uh, my one of my friends, Hallie DeVoe, um, she's a model. So it's like 
when she's doing stuff and maybe like behind the scenes, like you know what I'm saying. Just yeah. it's more my vision, what I get to see. Because I, like I said, I just like random bum in the car, like <laughs> um, over in Amsterdam. I got like <laughs> we went to this place, and my friend was like, "I want a jam donut." And like the guy was messing with him, <laughs> a jam, <laughs> a jam he's, he's donut. A, picture a six, seven English guy being like talking to another little English man in Amsterdam, being like, "I want a jam donut." And like this, this, this guy just kept messing with him randomly, right? So whatever that happens, we walk to the train station. We get our train home. We get back to the Airbnb, and this guy is our the. We're staying in the same Airbnb as the dude that worked at the no bakery, way. I promise you. Oh, wow. So so just stuff like that is just like so surreal. And like we just got to wake up with kicking with him. And then he and he showed us his friends in Amsterdam and one of my teammates, you know what I'm saying, got the got the fine love in Amsterdam, like got the kick in. Like she she like she like just just loved him and like they they had another friend that was kicking it with us and like you know what I'm saying, it's just like it just became an experience and all that's happening from just it just happened right in front of my eyes. So I just want to be able to show all that. And like with the Good Enough 2 page, I'll be able to, you know, to be able to do that and do like the meal plans and just, just to tap do stuff in to just, what you yeah. got going on. And like, and I have learned, like, uh, I actually, you know, I went to school for business. I did master's for a little bit and I, I learned exactly what I needed to learn to do the things that I want to do. So it's like now I can finally implement all of that because I'm not worried about. Oh, I gotta go beat this person this weekend or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm more focused on all right. What can? Where's my energy going? So mm-hmm. I can save it for all those. You know, what I'm saying I can actually think about where it's transmitting itself to. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, so yeah, I got I, I seen some wilds. We crashed on the Arc de Triomphe in Paris, like, <laughs> and we were in the car. <laughs> we were in like a white van. First, it was like a worker van that they gave us. I'm sitting on the left side because we were driving. He was driving on the right. But in Paris, in France, they drive on the right side still. So we were going, if this is the arc, we were going around it. And <laughs> the dude came and hit me. So, like, hit me right here like that. And the dude was, like, it was a black family. And he was short and French. And I was, like, <laughs> he was all mad. His mom was mad. <laughs> I was, like, I don't know what y'all talk about. The cops came. And just, they just was, like, oh, good. here's your ticket. Go on. <laughs> this isn't what I'm used to. <laughs> it was wild. So. Get out woofing French at me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, for real though. A short little black man. Like, like, no, you, you hit us. What do you, you mean? Was waiting for <laughs> <laughs> you ran right into you me. You hit me. <laughs> like, and it was funny. But we still got to go, you know what I'm saying, go to the... I got to see the Eiffel Tower lit up like at night time. At night time. That's... that's yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just like a memory you can't sure. really... For sure put into words yeah. but it's also like you know i got to facetime a few people while i was there and it's like not nah, like this is really happening like when you live in springfield and you grow up here things like that just seem a world away exactly and like i know i grew growing up just like that's why i said i always just believed in you know what i'm saying god would make a way if it was there for me so he did and but i just also as a kid i just knew like that's this stuff is out there mm-hmm. like there's so much out there for us to find and to explore and just to experience for ourselves because that's what we're on this earth to do. It's just about how you get to those places. And that's why I say it was great that basketball could be a way to do that. But I, I'm, but I also like to brag that, you know what I'm saying? It's that way for a reason. Like Springfield is a breeding ground for basketball talent, period. Like it just is. I like, think you can really get your groove on whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Cause you could be 
away from whatever Everything. there is to to lock in. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to raise kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying music wise, that's why I'm saying like nobody comes and checks for music here, but this is like one of the best places for people to make music. Like mm-hmm. if you look at Rome, Flynn, he's a town, one of those talented people who's like. Who knew he could do all these random different things? But it's like He's well, got you're a in Springfield, movie coming out. And yeah, in Springfield, and I get to hoop with him when he comes back, and we you know we get to chop it up and stuff. So that's what's up. It's like now we get people like that. You know, what I'm saying I feel we, like we the building. energy's getting there. We you building. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's the energy. There. It yeah. is. Like, like, like you know, what I'm saying Ev was overseas. Larry's overseas mm-hmm. right now. Um, Mr. Turner was I saying got his first TD. Yeah, got his first Malik got his first TD. Yeah, Jaylen, they're winning. Uh, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Eric Gilchrist been overseas forever. Been overseas. You know what I mean? It's just like we we you know we've had people do good things and we got people still doing good things and uh, like Marquis a good a big an, like an analyst now mm-hmm. and she was doing the training camps and stuff yeah. as well. So you know mm-hmm. what I mean? People yeah. I saw that. We, Mama, we, I made it. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? the NBA doing stuff. Like, yeah, we 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 do a lot of good things. Out of Springfield, we just don't. Alex Harden, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't Campbell. really just shed too much. We shed a little bit of light on it, but then we just like it just kind of falls back. For but sure. like we just, I just want to be one of the ones that keep building momentum on yeah. whatever it is that I have my hands in for sure. Just I just want to keep building the momentum off of it. You keep will it and helping in any way I can. You know? mm-hmm. Very well spoken, Mr. Herman C. Nor Jr. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast, and you already know what this is. This is Intentional Dangerfield.